Why don't we just go ahead and give God that praise? Come on, Lord. We're thankful for you today, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness today, Lord. You are worthy of all praise, Lord God. You are the great I am, Jesus. You are which was and is and is to come, oh God. We worship and we magnify your great name today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anybody thankful to be in the presence of the Lord on a Wednesday night? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I tell you what, I'm, I'm so thankful for the Tree of Life Church. I, we have been in a season where God has moved us all across different locations and different things, and yet you guys have stayed so faithful, and you, you're not bound by a location, but you know that God that you serve in Montgomery is the same God that you serve in Finneytown, and I'm thankful for your sacrifice and for everyone in this precious church who would come and gather on a Wednesday night to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I feel honored to be here tonight. I am, I am certainly very humbled to stand before you all. And uh, I'm so blessed. Um, I, I was shocked when pastor asked me to preach. I, I didn't know they call on the third string water boys to come bring forth a word. But, but we're going to do the best that we can tonight with what we have. I'm thankful today for my pastor. Is anybody thankful for their pastor tonight? Amen. Amen. He is traveling in Germany right now. He comes home in just a few days. But he has so greatly enjoyed just a few days to a couple weeks to spend with his wife and the place to where she was raised and grew up in, in, in Europe. And uh, we certainly miss him and I'm excited for him to be home. But I give him honor and I give him honor for this opportunity. Give honor to my sweet wife. She is, uh, she is, everybody knows her. She's the sweetest person in the world. And I'm thankful for her today and my little girl who is... Uh, running around like a maniac, and, uh, and uh, she is so full of joy, and uh, I'm thankful for her today. Amen. Why don't we stand for the reading of the word of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to turn your attentions to Judges chapter 15, verses 11 through 20. Verse 11 says, then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock, Edom, and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. And they said unto him, We, we are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will not fall. We, we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into their hand. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. Verse 14 says, And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire. And his bands loose from off his hands. Verse 15 says, And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an ending, an end of speaking, that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Ramath Lehi. And he was sore athirst. And he called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised verse 19 says but God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw and there came water thereout and when he had drunk his spirit came again and he revived Wherefore he called the name thereof En Hakor, meaning fountain of the crier, which is in Lehi unto this day. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. With the help of the Lord, I'd like to speak on this thought water from a jaw. Water from a jaw. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight, God. But I pray, Lord, that your word would come forth with anointing and clarity today, Lord. That your word would fall on good ground today, oh God. I pray that you would, you would open up our ears to hear your word today, God. That our mind would understand your word today, God. And that our hearts would be open to receive it today, God. I come here just understanding that I am simply your vessel today, Lord. But I pray that your word would come out with clarity and anointing today, God. God, for I am your vessel, Lord. You do as you please in this service today, Lord. We love you and we give you praise for all that you are, oh God, and all that you have done. In Jesus' name, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. So we see that in Scripture here, Samson, just to give a context of who Samson is, Samson was a man who was born with supernatural strengths and abilities. As long as Samson's hair was uncut, Samson would have an unmeasurable amount of strength. Samson grew up in the tribe of Israel as a Nazarite. And the Bible indicates in the same verse that Samson, when Samson was born, that he was blessed by the Lord. Amen. On one particular day, Samson went, went down into Timnath, Timnath and saw a woman who was a Philistine. Samson grew a liking unto her, but the only problem he ran into that, like I said, she was a Philistine woman. At the time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. It was unpleasing to Samson's parents that he would pursue a Philistine woman. 
The Bible even tells us that his parents knew this was not of the Lord. But Samson would still pursue a relationship with her. Samson would, would soon after marry this Philistine woman, and they bore a child together. Samson came to visit her and found out that her father had given her to another Philistine. And Samson's anger and rage, he would take 3,000 foxes. He would catch 3,000 foxes and put a fire band between the tails of every fox and let them go into the crops of the Philistine and burn all of their crops. He would, in his rage, he would take everything that they had, their source of nutrition, their source of food. He would give them he would take all of that away from the Philistines. But as you would understand, the, the Philistines people weren't so excited that their crops had been, been destroyed by Samson. So what they did was they went to Samson's wife and her father-in-law, and the Bible says they, they burned them with fire. Samson, again, wasn't excited, surely, that his wife and his father-in-law had died. But the Bible says that Samson swore to the Philistines that he would smote them hip and thigh with a great slaughter. Samson would then dwell in the top of the rock Edom. The Philistines would pitch a tent in Judah. And make the people of Judah take 3,000 men and bring Samson to the Philistine people. And Samson would make a deal with those people of Judah that they would not harm him. And when they delivered Samson to the Philistine people, the rope that tied his hands became as flax burned with fire. And he would slay 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey. But yet after he had slayed a thousand men, Samson would find himself in a situation where he would find himself thirsty. Samson had a need for water. And Samson makes, makes it evident in scripture that the Lord would let him die of thirst. And Samson would, and he would look down at that jawbone of a donkey and all of a sudden, out from that jawbone would come water. And Samson would take that jawbone of a donkey and he would drink the water from therein. And the Bible indicates that his spirit was revived. You see, Samson was a strong, strong man with strength that was far greater than man's own understanding. But Samson was still human. I need to get that across to you. Samson was still very much a man. But Samson would also crave the same craving that every person in this room needs to survive. Water. Samson had the ability to kill a lion with his bare hands. He had the ability to catch 300 foxes and, 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 and send them into cities to destroy crops and fields. I would love to see just one person in this room catch a fox. 
It ain't going to happen. But Samson, in his strength and power, was able to do that. He would rip entire gates off the city of Garza in his frustration and anger. And yet he would kill 1,000 men with simply a jawbone of a donkey. We could take everyone in this room and times you by four, maybe five. And Samson would tear every one of us in this room limb by limb. Samson was a strong, strong man. But Samson, just like everyone else in this room, grew thirsty. He had a need for water. You see, you can be the buffest person in this room. You can have the most rewarding career. You can have the nicest cars and the most money. You can be wealthy or you can be poor. You can be a businessman or you can be a homeless man. It makes no difference whatsoever. Everyone gets thirsty and has a need for water. Amen. Samson is not the only one in scripture who found themselves thirsty and needing water. We look back into the book of Genesis and look at a young boy by the name of Ishmael. Ishmael was the firstborn son of Abraham, although he was not the offspring of Sarah. God promised Abraham and Sarah a son, but they both were old in age. Sarah's lack of trust in God pushed her pushed her to allow Abraham to conceive a child with Hagar, the maid. They bore a son and called his name Ishmael. But in fact, God's promise did occur for Abraham and Sarah. In a season of waiting, you just got to trust in the Lord. When the Lord has laid you a promise, you need to hold fast to that promise. Amen. You don't need to start making mistakes that you didn't mean to do. You need to hold fast to the promise of God. If he promised you a child, you will have a ch child. If he promised you a career, he, you would have a career in Jesus' name. Sarah's lacking. But in fact, God promised did occur in Abraham and Sarah. They did indeed bear a son, and they named him Isaac. As Isaac and Ishmael grew, Sarah became weary of Hagar and Ishmael. She became to get a little jealous. How could she be jealous? She's the one who did not believe and trust in God when he promised her a child. But here, after her mistakes, here we are. She wants to get rid of Hagar and Ishmael. And she says he was born out of her lack, she, he, he was born out of her lack of trust and faith, and she didn't want Ishmael to receive and benefit from their hairs. And so she requested that Abraham would cast them out. Of course, as you could tell, Abraham was grieved at casting out his son. And the Bible says in Genesis 21, verse 12 through 20, And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. And because of thy bondwoman and all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. 
and also the son of the bondwoman will I make a great nation because he is thy seed. Amen. Verse 14 says, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle. The water had ran out. And she cast the child under one of the shrubs and she went and sat down over against him a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not. For God hath heard the cry, heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up thy lad and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. Verse 19 says, And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an altar. I feel a need to preach to some Ishmaels right now. You've been sitting in the wilderness when your parents have, you seem that everybody has rejected you and pushed you away. You seem that you just got tossed in the wilderness and it was never your fault and you just you just was born out of the mistakes of parents around you. You were born in an un, un, undesirable circumstances but but I need to tell some Ishmaels this evening that you have a purpose and a calling that God sees for you and you may be born out of the mistakes of somebody around you or your heritage or, or lineage isn't the perfect heritage or lineage but God has still bought you with a price he formed you before he you ever he ever knew you and you are called I don't care what anybody else says you have a purpose and you have a calling that is greater than any anything I can imagine and you can trust God right now that in the wilderness he is rising up a great nation out of you amen 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 sometimes we we get so caught up in our lineage that well preacher you don't understand my my daddy was an alcoholic how can I be anything except that my my I watch my grandfather beat my grandmother and here I am in the wilderness but 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 that doesn't define your future your lineage and your past and your, the mistakes of your ancestors does not define your purpose Ishmael God has a purpose and a calling for you that is greater than anything mankind has for you amen 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 thank you Jesus Ishmael you've been drinking out the wrong bottle that's what it is you thought you could live and you could survive off man's water and you've been living and surviving off that water for a long time but like the scripture says that water will run out but if you open up thine eyes I got a news flash for you there's a well of water right there 
And that well of water, when you drink, you'll never thirst again. And that water will bring you life. And all of a sudden, you become a marksman with a bow. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, you have a new power and an anointing on you. Amen. Amen. I remember this week, this, this week, my dad, my dad passed away two months ago this week. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with as a young man. Never thought I'd lose my dad at 24 years old. My dad was 52. My dad died in a church pew. They, they said he was worshiping God and dancing all across the platform, and he went and sat down. And he had a, they believe he had a heart attack and went to be with the Lord. It took my whole family by storm. My dad had a pastor in that small town he lived in, Indiana. And that pastor called me a couple days after I lost my dad. And he said, Zach, I have a couple questions for you. I said, yes, sir. He said, he said I just want to let you know I, I, I really loved your dad. And I was, I was thankful to hear that. And I, and I said, I said, Pastor, I want to thank you for, for accepting the call of God in that small town. Because we need pastors in the small towns. Amen. I'm thankful for the man of God who said, I'm going to be called to that small, small town. And I'm going to do a work for God in that city. Amen. And he, and he called me and he said, Zach, I have a question for you. I, I don't mean to, to overstep by any means. I don't mean to, to, to step on something that, that, that's none of my business. But, but I've been your dad's pastor for two years. And he said, and he said I, I, I just have to ask the question. I know that you and your dad probably weren't that close. And he said, and, and, and I know that your parents were divorced. He said, my question for you is, is, is how did you do it? I was kind of sat back at the question that he would ask me. He said, he said, how did you become what you are? Because I've read all the statistics of what you should be. He said, what you should be is not what you are. How, how did you get to where you are? And I, I gave him a basic answer that I, that I best the way I could. I, I said my grandmother served the Lord, and, and, and all of that is true. But I really started to dwell on that question he asked me. But I, 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 just, I just remember a time when I was crying in the wilderness, and all of a sudden I opened up my eyes, and there was a well of water. And when I drank from that well, everything changed. God is not bound by what your lineage is. He's not bound by statistics. He's not bound by what everybody else said he is. He is a God who's in control. Amen, amen, amen. He's not, forget every statistic. You have a purpose and a calling. Amen. I don't care what your daddy did. I don't care what your mama did. You need to hold on fast, Ishmael. Open up their eyes. There's water for you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Water is something every living thing needs for survival. Our fleshly beings need water. Our bodies are made up of 60% water. A healthy lifestyle suggests drinking eight glasses of water daily. We can live 40 days without food, but just three to five days without water. Water makes up 71% of the whole earth. Water falls from the sky and it feeds and brings life to plants and trees all around us. Without water, there would be no, cry, no crops or life on earth. 
Hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, and thunderstorms all have water associated with them. The point I'm trying to make is water is absolutely needed for survival. It's almost like the creator is revealing to us in our natural bodies that without water, we have no life. John 3, 5 says, except the man be born of water and of the spirit of God, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's why we're to be buried with Christ in water baptism. Because when we go down in his name, it's a, it's a cleansing and a purification process. And all the filth from your past and all the filth from from what you were before is washed away in his name. You absolutely need to go down in the name of Jesus in water baptism. Amen, amen, amen. We need water for survival. It's not something that's just, you can just have maybe if you want it. You absolutely need to be baptized in Jesus' name in water. Amen. Not sprinkling, not, not anything else that the world says, but you need to be fully immersed in that water. Amen, amen, amen. Water is absolutely needed for survival. Amen. John 4, verse 5 through 15. The Bible says, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria which is called Shachar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me a drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Verse 9 says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Anybody thankful that God does not care who your ethnicity or your background was? Amen. Anybody thankful that that God doesn't have a God doesn't have a choice or a, or a pick? He wants everybody, no matter who you are or what you've been or where your heritage or lineage is. God has water for everyone. Amen. The, the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. From whence then? Hast thou that living water? Verse 12 says, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Verse 13 says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whatsoever drinketh of the water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Verse 15 says, The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither 
come hither to draw. Verse 23 says, Jesus says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such such to worship him. God is a spirit. That's the oneness of God. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Verse 26, Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he you see we've been we've been drinking out a well that runs dry time and time again and you're wondering why you're thirsty you're wondering why you need water right now but God is saying I am the water and I am the cup and when you drink from my cup you'll never thirst again I'm here to preach to somebody right now you've been battling some things in your life and you're sitting outside a well wondering when the water's gonna come but I got good news for you drink from the cup that never runs dry. Amen, amen, amen. He is the source of our water. He is the source of our life. He is the source of our purification. You need water. Amen, amen, amen. If you'll stand. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The beginning of this passage, we saw that Samson would take a jawbone of a donkey and kill 1,000 men with ease. He would throw that, that jawbone on the ground and find himself thirsty and needing water. All of a sudden, God would open up that jawbone of a donkey and water would come flowing out of that jaw. And he would drink from that jaw and the Bible says his spirit was revived. I, I'm not. I'm not one to, to. To. I don't believe that there is anything of coincidence in Scripture. I don't believe in coincidence in Scripture. I believe every spoken word has meaning all throughout Scripture. So when when I see that Samson would take out of everything he possibly could get his hands on, but a bone and he would take and out of everything it was a jawbone of a donkey and he would slay 1,000 men that draws interest to me that is symbolic but but I'm here to tell somebody that that is a foreshadowing of what the Holy Ghost does for you because it was out of a jawbone of a donkey came water and when you allow your dead flesh to die and the water comes out of you it is comes out of your belly will flow rivers of living water and out of your belly will flow like a new tongue. And so when the Bible indicates out of a jawbone of a donkey came water, that is a foreshadowing of what the Holy Ghost does for us because when we receive the Holy Ghost, it's like a water that flows in us. And out of our belly will, it will flow rivers of living water. And young person, you can have confidence that that water will flow into your school and it will flow into your career and into your jobs. Amen, amen, amen. John 7, verse 37 and 37 through 39 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that say, he that saying, if any man thirst, 
He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they, had, they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. I'm here to tell somebody today that there is a supply of water that God desires you to have. And you've been drinking from the wrong cup and you think man can, can define your future and define your purpose but God's saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have the living water. If you're in this room and God has not yet filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, today is the day that God desires to do it in you. You find yourself thirsty and in a wilderness. You find yourself with a need of water, wondering where that source is. And God is saying, hold on, I am that source. Come unto me. And I will give you water that will never run dry. <laughs> if you're in this room tonight, and you've been going through some things in your life, and you find yourself crying in the wilderness, you find yourself wondering what water baptism is, I wonder if tonight you would make up in your mind that you're going to take on the name of Jesus and you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because it's a promise unto you and unto your children and all those who are far off. I invite you to come right now. If you, if you need some water right now, why don't you come on down to this front altar right now? If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, why don't you come on down right now? God wants to fill you with the gift of His Spirit. If ministers will pray for those who need the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you've never been baptized in that saving name, why don't you come on down right now? God wants to give you that today. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness today, God. I, I find myself so thirsty in such a need for water today, God. But I pray that your water would fill me up, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You are worthy of all Thank you.
faithfulness to you. Why don't you lift your hands right now? God, great is thy faithfulness. God, you've been faithful to us. You are, God, that living water. You are the fountain that will never run dry. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you would give us this water tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that we would drink of that water, that we would never thirst again. Oh, God, that we would be filled with living water, God, every day this week. And, God, help us, Lord, to let water flow not only into us, but let it flow out of us, God, rivers of living water so that other people may drink, so that other people may know, so that other people may see. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, would you clap your hands to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Zach, for that word tonight. Amen. God bless you. Those that are praying, continue to pray. We're going to maintain an atmosphere of worship. Amen. But if you need to be dismissed, God bless you tonight. Shake hands. Be friendly. We'll see you Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Amen. Let's have a great week in Jesus. God bless you tonight. Your face.